what these people said really impacted me and really moved me. So I wanted to talk about this. Welcome. Thank you for tuning in. Welcome to the What's the Matter with Me podcast. My name is John. I'm 41 years old, husband, father of two, small business owner, radio DJ podcaster, and I have multiple sclerosis. So I made this podcast to share what I'm going through. What's the matter with me is an MS podcast. Also, it's about other things. I'm not a medical professional. You should not take this for medical advice. If you need medical advice, ask your healthcare provider. Okay, the article that I'm looking at today is from the New York Times. Dateline July 26, 2020. We're 20% of America and we're still invisible. Disabled Americans are asking for true inclusion by Judith Human and John Wodach. Miss Human is a disability rights advocate, Mr. Wodach, a civil rights lawyer. On July 26, 1990, President George Bush signed the Americans with Disabilities Act into law. Like the Civil Rights Act of 1964, the ADA was watershed legislation. The culmination of a decades-long campaign of organized protest and activism. It too was a victory in the struggle for equality for a group of people that had been systematically denied basic rights and access to public spaces and services. On the 30th anniversary of the law, it's only natural to want to celebrate, and we should. Yet, just as many of the injustices that the Civil Rights Act aimed to eliminate are still very much with us and still being resisted, the full promise of the Americans with Disabilities Act has yet to be realized. We are not yet where we need to be. Historically, disabled people have been hidden away. Disabled people can make non-disabled people feel vulnerable. This situation is thrown into sharper relief when we compare our visibility to that of other identity groups. If you're unconvinced, try this experiment. Randomly look at any 50 print advertisements. You will no doubt find racial and ethnic diversity. You'll see women and men of different sexual orientations. You will see gender fluidity and people of all ages. What you won't see or you'll see very little of are representations of disabled people. Persons. This is just one expression of how the stories of our lives are excluded from general 
public discourse. Even though it's common for disability to overlap with identities across the spectrum of minority groups, fighting discrimination on the basis of disability continues to take a back seat in our national consciousness. There is a discussion about ADA accommodations and skipping down she continues. Requirements like making playgrounds and movie theaters accessible, providing sign language interpreters in emergency rooms, or accessible websites for registering for community programs have been life-changing, but only when people with disabilities routinely work and play alongside their fellow citizens will deeper change occur. The Individuals with Disabilities Education Act and its predecessors have required inclusive education since the 1970s, and we've seen firsthand how attitudinal barriers long common in this country are disappearing in those students who have been educated with disabled peers. Having disabled persons in decision-making, in product development, design, governance, in the digital world is also critical. And the ADA generation, an app term coined by Rebecca Coakley for disabled persons born after the ADA, will lead the way. This generation is active, aware, and taking steps to call out and challenge ableism when they encounter it. Which is so rad. I have to take a break. A little aside here. That is so rad. Big, big ups to the kids. But this generation cannot bring about change alone. Nor should they. When President Bush declared on the White House lawn that 30 years ago let the shameful walls of exclusion finally come tumbling down. He was calling on us as a nation to recognize our responsibility to end discrimination. If the moral arc of the universe is to continue to bend toward justice, we must embrace disability as a critical part of diversity and truly welcome one another in both letter and spirit as equal members of society. Mr. Wodach is a former DOJ lawyer and the chief author of the regulations of both the ADA and Section 504 of the Rehabilitation Act of 1973, an anti-discrimination law that was a precursor to the ADA. As an international disability rights activist, she was the leader of the 504 sit-in in San Francisco in 1977. At 25 days, the longest nonviolent occupation of a federal building in American history. Miss Human's role in that protest has been documented in the recently released film Crip Camp, 
in her memoir, Being Human. So awesome op-ed. What these people said really impacted me and really moved me. And so I wanted to talk about this. I'm trained as an artist. You know, I went to art school and I kind of, you know, now I run a hot sauce company, hot sauce business. I think about it like art, like um, it's a thing that I made. And it's because that's my training and was to imagine something and bring it into reality. And that's kind of how I think about being an artist. But I felt as I became disabled, I felt the same weight of kind of the inherited silence that I'm ungainly, I'm bulky, I make people uncomfortable. Maybe it would be better if I was just away and I was quiet. I felt that. And even if I decide, no, I'm going to be here, I'm going to be loud, that weight and that feeling is still there. And that's why I'm doing this now. You know, I'm, I'm trying to make my voice stronger. I'm trying to use it. Like I said uh, way back in like episode 25, I, I think it was, I'm never going to quit. And I basically am never quitting the podcast I think that it's called episode 25 was called keep going I'll never give up looking out my window I'm alive I didn't quit doing this thing that is very scary to share I've built my disability consciousness and that will continue I posted that December 5th 2017 now it's it's in August now, August 4th, 2020. It's like almost five months in this pandemic hell. Disabled voices are just like regular voices, just like anybody. Using our voice makes it stronger. And it's doubly true for disabled people who've been disenfranchised and hidden away, and censored. I think that's what I was getting at about being an artist. It feels like censorship to be rendered invisible. I think it's a particular experience to go from being able-bodied and normal to being outside the norm, not pictured or represented to have yourself kind of, I felt myself being erased and my viewpoint being hidden away and I felt it live as it happened. So that's what this episode of What's the Matter with Me about is about. It's about using our voice makes it stronger and that's true for everyone, everyone. And that's what this episode is about. Thank you for tuning in to What's the Matter with Me podcast. Disabled voices, able voices, and those in between or outside the dichotomy. Using our voice makes it stronger. So use your voice. Advocate for yourself. 
I've recorded a new episode of Hoppin' Hot Sauce Pepper Show and I talked about being an agitator. Everyone needs a little agitation. Some need more than others. So use your voice. Advocate for yourself. Thank you for tuning in to the What's the Matter with Me podcast. My name is John. And you can email me at johnjohn at hoppinworld. That's john at h-o-p-p-i-n-w-o-r-l-d dot com. John at hoppinworld.com. Hit me up. I'll give you a shout out. And thank you for tuning in. Until next time, let's get through this thing. Find the old episodes and listen to all of them. What's the matter with me.org and they're on Apple Podcasts. Thank you and see you next time.